state on the road. Let's get this show going. Here. I know. I got another one coming in here in an hour. And I and I need to go drop off some pay, or I need to go pick up my taxes. Ugh. You ready? I'm ready. Let's get this baby all going. All right. What am I saying? Good morning and welcome to your social show. Okay. All right. I can do that. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Segment one, Phil. Well, good morning, and welcome to the Terry Saul Show on Salem's original radio station, KSLM AM and FM. I am your host, and I'm so glad that you joined us. Today's Terry Saul Show is being brought to you by the Lule Group, Lule's Car Connection, Don Lule Homes, and Teresa Lule State Farm Insurance. Today's special guest is a friend of mine who was here a couple of years ago, I think it's been, probably yes. about two or three years, Linda Richardson. She is a, a local gal. She is an author, and you're also retired. What do you retire from? Uh, I worked 40 years for the state of Oregon yeah. as a, a programmer analyst. What does that do? That's a big fancy word. What does that do? Oh, wow. Well, I wrote a lot of programs for like the, um, the adult and children's service, not, no, the public service. Uh, can we start over? <laughs> You're going to cut this out, I hope. For, um, <laughs> not I don't now. know. <laughs> yes, you are. Um, for the Department of Justice, I wrote okay. uh, like reports and stuff, and different notices and stuff that they get in the mail. I program that. So, that's are you what... are you responsible for the delay in the uh, Kubler and commercial the stoplight for making it? That's such a long line. No, I, I need to find out who's in charge. No, of that no, I worked in a different department. Uh huh. Yes, totally uh-huh. away from that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, and... we'll just stay. We'll just keep it at that. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Yes. I'll get it out of you. <laughs> so, how long were you there? Uh, well, I was with the state for 40 years. I was with the Department of Justice for probably uh, 25, maybe 30 years of that. And I worked yeah. at um, the, what was it, Department of Public. Uh, well, isn't the Department of Justice the, the correctional system or anything? Is that not the, am I thinking something else? No, Department of Justice has all different things like child support. And, Got it. And that, yeah. All right. All right. And you finally retired? I finally retired. You're not old enough to retire. How'd you get away with that one? <laughs> I started when I was a teenager. Oh, you're 12 years old <laughs> when you started. I was 12 years old when I started, That's yes. Right. All yeah. right. And you've lived uh, all of your adult life here in the Willamette Valley? Most of it, yeah. I was born in California, moved up here when I was five years old. Whereabouts in California? Sonoma Valley, Santa Rosa area. I know where that's at. Yeah. Yeah. I'm from San Jose. Oh. Born and raised in San Jose. Beautiful down there, oh, right? It's crowded now. Well, it's very crowded, but the country is beautiful. Sonoma Valley is gorgeous. Down there. Well, yeah, we have fires. Okay. <laughs> I don't think you can go anywhere without having something. Uh, well, I went to Durango, Colorado one time, and there was nothing there. Never? They don't have anything there ever? Nothing. Oh, okay. It's really boring. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I think I might like the boring sometimes and the fires and the hurricanes and the tornadoes. I enjoyed it. So you're up here, you're retired, and you decided to start writing some books or something. Is that what I understand? Yeah. The last time you were here, you only had about three or four books. Now you've got a whole slew of them I see up here. Yeah, I have six books. I just published six my books? <laughs> I just published my last you one. You need to go back to work so you, can have, uh, <laughs> you won't have time on your hand for six of them. <laughs> what was the first book you ever published? Uh, it was uh, Spirit of Love, Heart and Souls. Spirit of Love, Heart and Souls. What was that about? Uh, just like all my books, it's about spirits interacting with humans, and uh, it all wait, the wait, 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 wait. Spirits interacting with humans. Yes. Now, is this something that you think really happens? Could be. Really. 
Yes. Don't riddle talk. I don't. I don't. Don't riddle talk me. I'm not going to wipe that out. No, I'm not going to. No, I. I think it's yeah. It could be possible. Has it happened to you? Um. Yeah. Uh, There's been times. Yeah. Do you want to tell me about it? I know. Okay, then I won't ask you. Okay, good. (laughs) I'm going to get it out of you, though. (laughs) Maybe not. Maybe not here, but you can get it out of me, right? All right. Yes. So, what's this first one? A book. Uh, A book about. Um, the first one's about Serena, who ends up taking over her late aunt's bookstore, and there's a spirit trapped inside the book. Uh-huh. And a I particular just, book or the store? In in the bookstore. Okay, okay. It is a book. Yes, it's a particular book. Yes. Okay. Um, I like the idea of bringing the spirits and the humans together because there's something that you can just do. It's a funner playground to play in than just having human to human. There's just so much that you can you can just add to um, the, you know, when they first meet and how they react to one another and, and what they can do. It's two dimensions coming together. Okay. And I just think it's just fun that there's just so much more I can do with that when I'm writing. And right. I really like that. Now, how long did it take you to write your first book? My first book took about, um, well, the first book just, it went on forever. It was like, I went home. After I got this idea, which I never really thought I'd ever write anything, and I started writing and writing and writing. It's like my my hand just took off, and I wrote five chapters that night. Well, like wow. almost two years later, a, the book was finished, but the book became two books because I, I didn't stop it and realized I went on forever, so I had to divide it and cut it off and smooth it out and just, you know, there was a lot to, there's a lot to do when you... You can't just cut it off and just sever it and, and well, go that it way. It seems that when you cut it off and then you wait a month or something, all of a sudden you think, wait a minute, this should be in that book too. And then you want to add more to it. Is that right? No, really it wasn't because what I did is I cut it off, I smoothed it, I left a cliffhanger, and then I just pulled I pulled in all the information that I could from the other one without pulling 250 pages into the next book so that if anybody picked up the second book, they would be able to read it without having to read the first one. Of course, you always want to read the first one because that's where it got started. So there's a lot of fun there. Yeah. But um, it was a challenge. What was the challenge? Of trying to cut the book in half, you know, with being able to do that cliffhanger and finding just exactly what to pull in from the book. You know, so that, like I said, somebody could pick it up and start reading it and and understand and and know the history of the first book, right? Did you did you proofread the book when you were done with it and think, no, I don't want that in there. I'm going to pull this out. I have done some of that, yes, yeah, yeah. or or I wanted to add something. Okay. Yeah. Oh, editing goes. Oh, there's multiple editing sessions in these books, and and now, do you do that yourself? Um, well, I do have a, a, um, a um, software that I use as Grammarly now. But before, when my very first book, I thought, okay, I'm going to have all these different people <laughs> edit, all these people I know, read my book and give me all this input, which was okay. But it was a lot of work getting all of these different um, editing pieces back from everybody. So after that, I got a, an editor to edit my books. And that is so much more um, efficient and uh, easier for me. And I still, they still, an editor doesn't know really the history of what you're writing and everything that you thought about when you did it. So they can do the grammar and they can do a lot of the spelling, 
but there's still some things that you really need to be concerned of. Will, yep. they, will they add stuff to your book? Um, yes, they will, but I have the, I have the last say in it mm-hmm. if I want to keep it or not. And sometimes it sounds really good, you know, and sometimes I'll keep it. I'll think, wow, that sounds good. Yeah. But I'm working on my first. So you are working on that one. I know that you, I think you gave me your transcript. I read some of it. I'm still working on it. Okay. So meaning working on, are you getting it anywhere near published or? I'm still writing it. Okay. It's it's been 10 years. Oh, so is that going to be like a series? I, it, but you know, it, it's based on on true events. It's all, all about my stand up career, right? And it's it's all based on true events. And when I think that I'm getting close to being done, then my wife will say, "Well, don't you remember this happened too?" And I, oh yeah, 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 yeah. So I throw that in there. So you have to throw it in like the first part of what you're writing. No, I usually kind of throw it in where it needs to be. Okay, but it's. Then the other issue is, you know, you sit down and you start to write, and then all of a sudden you realize, well, there's a football game on TV right now. <laughs> and I was well, I can finish writing this during halftime. And, of course. It never happens. No. No. Yeah. No. You've got to sit down and dedicate time and say, this is when I'm going to write, and this is the time I'm going to do it, and everything else, you have to close off everything. Right. Right. So that was your first book. Now you're done with your first book. Um how much time until you decided to go ahead and pick up book number two? What, was, what is book number two? Well, book number two is Lost and Found, and that is the, that is the conclusion of book number two. So it's all or but the book conclusion of book number one, okay. yes. And what is number two about? It's the same, same thing. thing. Yeah, it's just going through and, and looking for the clues. And, and, uh, and going into that spooky bookstore? Yes, there is a. Sp- yeah. How do you know about the spooky bookstore? Did you read uh, you my know, books? I'm on top of things. What's going on here? <laughs> she didn't like going into that. It wasn't really a spooky bookstore. It was a, it was a, a just a, a different type of store that she was not yeah. comfortable in. Right. Where, where do you get your ideas? They just pop in. I I don't I don't know because I'm already into writing my next book, so I'm already into You're writing my seven. Yeah. I'm already got a chapter Jeez. and a half. Yeah, I'm already thinking way before I'm done with the other books. But I so are you one of these these weirdos that wake up in the middle of the night, two o'clock in the morning, and you go, "I have an idea," and on comes the light, out comes the little laptop, and you start in. I've done that. Yeah, I have. When I'm in that writing groove, right? You know, there's times when you are just like. You got it going, and it's in your head, and it's just you just can't stop. And the characters are writing and writing and writing, and that's you 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 wake up in the middle of the night, you find napkins during the day, whatever you can to start writing. But <laughs> but is, there's is that why you're writing on our desktop, our countertop here right now? <laughs> I know. Now? I'm sorry. Do you have an eraser? Jeez, <laughs> crying out loud. I had an inspiration. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. So when when they come to you, you just you just sit down and start writing. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, Have you ever done that when you shouldn't be writing, when you, you should be paying attention to where, whatever you're doing? You don't do it, obviously, in the car, driving. No, but I think about it in the car when the characters are there and I'm doing it. And then when I get to where I'm going, then I will write it down. Okay. But you're not sitting there in, in, in the middle of, of church or something, all of a sudden you start writing, oh, wait, I got an idea. or uh, No. Okay. Well. You do. I knew you did. <laughs> 
<laughs> I knew you did. Yes, there's been times when I've done that. Yes, and I yeah. have to. I just at least have to write some type of notes so I don't forget it because it's so easy to forget. Sure, sure. Yeah. When you're uh, you're single, you have mm-hmm. a, you have a significant other. Yes. Okay. When you're out on a date with them and you're getting ready to order, and you go, "Hang on, just a second. And you grab the notebook out of your purse and start writing. Does he look, what the hell have I gotten myself into here? <laughs> I've never done that yet. Try it. Okay. Yeah. I will try it. And don't blame it on me, though. I'm, I'm not in the groove. I'm just trying to get this next book going, but I'm not in the groove yet. Once I get yeah. in the groove, and like I said, when I start writing and I'm really into it, then it's like the characters will um, take over. And it's like they write the story. And they're just up there, and they're just writing along, and I'm just like, okay, whatever. What are you going to do, right? Hmm. And, yeah. And I think a lot of authors can also how, relate how to that. How many characters do you have in, in your book? Are, are, is the same character in book one all the way through the I Serena, my sassy redhead, yes. I carry her through. See, I don't like Serena. I remember Serena from last time. Serena. Serena? Serena's a good girl. She's good. She's a she's a she's awesome. I, I, she's a troublemaker. She's no, she's really not a troublemaker. The spirit's a troublemaker. Okay. She's really not. She gets herself in a lot of different predicaments. Yeah. She finds herself, but um, she I carry her through all the books. Okay. But all the books you do not have to read in sequence except for one and two. Okay. The rest of them have the same genre going on, right? The spirit and the human. It's always a little different, you know, different place. Different times, different right. area. So how long did it take you to write book one and two? Because it was really, book one and two is really just one big long book, right? Well, that was about two years. Okay, two years for that one? Yeah. And the rest of them take about a year. Yeah. Do you do you ask uh, yes, people for their opinions? Oh, the, yes. Like when you're out dinner, having dinner with, with your boyfriend there who's just hoping that you're not going to grab a notebook and start writing <laughs> stuff down? Do you, you'll sit there and go, you know, I'm thinking of adding this, this, and this. Do you do that? No. We have talked, but we have talked about some things in my book. And sometimes I'll throw, I will like, I will write something up and I will send it to him and say, what do you think? And uh, he will give me back his input. And some of it's pretty good. Yeah. So when you're in this restaurant, does he ever excuse himself and walk away? No, because I don't do this. <laughs> But he wouldn't walk away. No, he would be very. He's That's very. Su- you hold the car key. He's very supportive of me. Yeah, he is. Has yeah. he read all the books? No, he's not. Re- I don't think he's read any of them. <laughs> oh, get rid of this guy. <laughs> he hasn't out read your books. I st- I think that he started to read the first one. All right. I just don't think he's 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 super busy in what he does, so he really doesn't have a lot yeah, of time for uh-huh. reading. Yeah. And, you, and you're buying that excuse. I am buying that okay. excuse. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, more with today's special guest. You're listening to the Terry Saul Show on 104.3 FM, 1220 AM. We are KSLM. Today's show, it's being brought to you by the Lule Group, Lule's Car Connection, Don Lule Homes, and Teresa Lule, State Farm Insurance. More in just a moment. Stick around. We're just getting warmed up.
Segment number two, Phil. What am I supposed to say? Welcome back to the Terry Saw Weekend Show. Okay, I can do that. <laughs> Welcome back to the Terry Saw Weekend Show. We are talking with my friend Linda Richardson. She's uh, uh, an author, and she's retired, and sits at home and just types and types and types. You've done six books. It's okay, you don't sit at home and type and type and type. All right, I was just making that up. <laughs> I don't. I have a lot of other activities I like do, what? too. What else you do? Well, I... Um... I, I'm very proud that I'm a member of Al-Anon okay. and Alateen. I'm an Alateen sponsor, so mm-hmm. it's a sponsor for teenagers that have problems with the homes with their parents and relatives. How did you get involved with that? Um, well, I had um, I have a lot of people in my life that have addiction problems, mm-hmm. and so I got into Al-Anon about 15 years ago. Good for you. Yeah, and I just started um, working on me, and then I just wanted to give back because I was raised with alcoholic parents, so I wanted to, you know, be uh, maybe a support for children of parents with alcoholics. That's how I got into the teens. So I do that, and I also sponsor people in my Al-Anon, and I do service work there, so... I do, that's what I do a lot of besides writing. And then I have four Pomeranians. And if you got four Pomeranians, that's a lot of work. We had one Pomeranian. They're so cute. They are adorable. They I love are, them to, I love them to but death. But they're little troublemakers. Well, mine aren't that bad. They mine, bark. We're trying was, to, what did I, yours do? Uh, he, well, we inherited um, my mother-in-law's dinette set. And he decided to use that as, as a, a chewing block. Ooh. And, uh, boy, she came home and saw that, and it's like, oops. Oopsie. Yeah. Yeah, that wasn't good. No, it really wasn't Mm-mm. good. And every now and then, she'll be sitting there, and she'll look at it, and she'll remind me. See this? Your dog. It's my dog. It's her <laughs> dog, but my dog, like your kids. Your kids. <laughs> it's your kids, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you but, still have it? No, we didn't. We had to rehome because he. we moved up. We had a place in South Salem, and we wanted to get up close to our grandchildren in Kaiser. So we moved up there and went into an apartment thinking that we'll stay here for a year until we find the house that Patty wants. And the year that we stayed there has now turned into three years. And we just, it wasn't, it wasn't enough room for him to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We just, we just felt that we couldn't do it. So we found a lady that actually um, has Palmerians and she says, I'll, I'll be more than glad to take him. And Aww. that was hard. That was hard. Getting yeah. Ready. We had a, we had a, um, a um, oh, miniature toy cup poodle. For 14 years and when we had to put him down i had i had buried my mom the year before and my brother that year and i thought okay this is that was tough but putting our dog down was harder than anything because you get so attached to these things you and do that dog, you do that dog was mm-hmm. with us for 14 years and you just you just get attached to him okay. and when we had to put him down it was just like uh uh, so Patty has we have we have him um, we had him cremated, and she has a, a necklace that he's in Aww. as well as he's hanging from my mirror in my car, and I can always tell when I'm going the wrong way because he starts really moving back and forth quite a bit. <laughs> it's like, all right, all right, all right, I'll turn around. But uh, so it's it's you know when people say they the pets can become a part of your family, they do. They do. They really they do, have. and it is it is a, a really hard. Sh- it's hard when you lose a fur baby. It yeah. is. Is that Be- what you call them, fur babies? I call them fur babies. <laughs> yes, because they are. What are their names? I have Coda, Angel, Peaches, and Buddy. Now, Buddy's the troublemaker, isn't he? 
Uh, well, because Angel's not the troublemaker. Oh, but Angel is the oldest, and so she's the sassiest. Okay. Coda's a clown dog. He likes to make me laugh, and yeah. Peaches is just my little lovey. Peaches it has a sassy attitude, and then Buddy, he's just kind of cuddles. Yeah. So they all have their own personalities. Now, how did you come across with four dogs? Okay, well, I had, um, we'd lost our big dogs. Okay. And we got Angel when she was five years old. And we still had our one big dog that was not, or I think she, the, our one big dog was, wasn't doing very well. So when he died, Angel was by herself, which she probably would have been fine by herself. We thought, well, she needs, right. she needs company. So a friend of ours was having, her had a Pomeranian who was having puppies. So we decided we, we would take two. So we got two, and then that made three. <laughs> and so then <laughs> my friend, her um, friend died of cancer, and she had Buddy, and we didn't want Buddy to go to the pound, so we took Buddy. Four tonight. dogs is a lot, though, let me I tell you. I it is. Whoa, they how keep you, me busy. How do you walk four dogs? Very carefully, right? Yeah. Uh, you have to walk them not all together. That's really hard. Really? And I will tell you something that, and I don't know if people around the neighborhoods find this too, but I have taken my dogs out and big dogs bust through um, like fences or they bust through screen doors or they do whatever. And there's been four times that I've had to pick up my dogs and run or climb in the back of a truck. Really? Yes. I yes, I don't it's hard. It's I have to take them somewhere else to walk them not yeah. in a neighborhood. You know they've got they've got a, a, a dog park up in Kaiser which has got a for big dogs as well for little dogs there and you can just go into there and it's fenced in and, and As long as that you don't have aggressive dogs in your little dog area. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And they are there. We had before we had our our toy poodle um we had a German Shepherd. Um, I, I, it, was, it was Sable, I think that's what they call him. And we were outside one day in the backyard, and Patty and I were just kind of messing around. And I grabbed her in a headlock, and I was giving her a Dutch rub and a headlock. And the dog jumped up and grabbed a hold oh, of my, dear. my arm Ooh. and wouldn't let go until I let go of Patty. Oh. Oh. And she looked at me and she says, wow, did you see that? And I go, I see it. I felt it. <laughs> and I go, Let, oh. let's try that again. So I grabbed her in a headlock and he jumped up again on my arm. He wasn't breaking the skin, but he was letting me know, hey. Don't hurt her. her leave leave her, alone. her alone. Yeah, definitely. Yes. And I thought, wow, that mm-hmm. was. And we talked, uh, I talked to my veterinarian about it. He says, yeah, they're very protective. He's, they're very protective. And you mess with. Was that a German Shepherd? Is that what yeah, it was? Yeah, yeah. They are very protective. And it yes. Was, oh, it was it was interesting. But we had we had a lot of fun. Pets are great, aren't they? They are. Are there Love any them. pets in your in your novels at all? Yes, there is. There's two dogs in okay. two different books. Yes. Yeah. And what are their names? Oh my gosh. Um, don't tell me you don't remember now. Uh, Brody is in the first book, and um, Gina is in the second book. Okay. There's, what kind of dogs are they? Um, Gina is a um, a miniature Aussie. Okay. And I think that Brody is a lab mix, if I remember. I can't. It's the first book that I read, so I'm trying to figure out what what that what 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 kind of dog he was. I think it was a lab, right. maybe lab shepherd mix. Mm-hmm. We need to take a, a short break. When we come back, we're going to get back into your books here. Uh, we got kind of drifted off on animals a little bit there. 
But uh, our show is being brought to you today by the Lule Group, Lule's Car Connection, Don Lule Homes, and Teresa Lule State Farm Insurance. Our guest today is Linda Richardson. She's going to be telling us about her, no, you have six books total. Yes. So we'll be talking about the other four, and the last one is your current book, and we'll get into that here in just a couple of moments. Stick okay. around. What am I saying on this one? Uh, I could have some water, right? Yeah, you want some? Can I get some? All right, segment three, Phil. This is 13 minutes. Okay, here we, what am I saying? Uh, we are back. This is the Terry. Yeah, I can do that. We are back. This is the Terry Saw Weekend Show on Salem's original radio station, KSLM AM and FM. I am your host, and today we are talking with my friend Linda Richardson. She is an author. She's done about uh, 90 books. Okay, she's done six books. I exaggerated. Just a bit. I wanted to make it sound like you know you. That's all you do. <laughs> so when we were talking last, uh, we were talking about book one and two. Let's get into book three. What's that all about? Okay, book three is still in the Spirit of Love series, and it's Spice and Sassy. And what you need to know about my books is that they all are in Oregon settings, and the first three— oh, really? Yes. The first three go along the coast. Okay. So this one is more in Seaside, and also, it goes up to Lookout Point. In fact, that's where a lot of stuff takes place, and that is a place right outside of Tillamook. Anyway, so this book is about um, Rosie and Matt. These are the two. Um, we usually have the— you uh, know, Who are Rosie and Matt? Rosie and Matt are the stars of the book, more well, or less. I the that main, part, but who the are they? The main characters. Okay. Okay, right. they're the main characters. So anyway, Matt, he flips houses, and he buys this house— and he encounters this uh, young spirit in his house, and he thinks it's a hologram set up as a trick from his friend, but he soon finds out that's not it. And Serena is friends with Rosie, and so Rosie introduces him to her to Matt, and Rosie has kind of an insight into the spirit realm. And so she helps him deal with this a girl that doesn't understand what's going on. She thinks she's alive, 
but she soon finds out she's not. And I just, again, there's a dynamic. Wait, 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 wait. She thinks she's alive, but she finds out that she's not? Yeah. You have to read it. Right. The spirit thinks All she right. is, right? All Until right. she finds out she's not. Anyway, the dynamics of the spirit and the humans, again, I just, like I said, it's just fun to play with them. And so that's what this book is about. Again, they look for the clues to solve the mystery so they can free the spirit. And uh, that's, that is this one, Spice and Sassy. Right. Oh, the fun thing Let's about see. it is, is that she lets go of all of her emotions through the radio, the TV, the security alarms and such. So whenever anything happens to where she gets angry, everything goes. Music blasts, alarm goes off, security company comes to the door. It's fun. That's why I like that, The what you can just do with the spirits. It says on the back, with a blend of, of pranks, uh, strong wills, and sassy attitude. I like that. I like that. So when you when you I'm looking at these books here, and the covers are spectacular. I mean, how do you do you put these covers together yourself, or, or, or how do you design a cover? Okay, the first book that Heart and Soul she is uh, my friend's mom designed her, and then my graphic editor put her together and made her this is not a real person but she's pretty isn't she she's yeah beautiful i know okay and then, are, are, are any of these covers real people just we'll get there the second one is you'll find lost and found is the same girl she's just got a little bit more of an attitude now okay no. she was a little bit who's the guy um that is cliff okay cliff and cliff and serena and um that is matt and rosie and so that is my friend rose rosemary and we took her youthful picture, and her now picture is just as gorgeous, and he blended them together. And that's how we got that picture on there, because I thought she was just absolutely beautiful, because right. my friend is. Then Charm and Chills, which we'll talk about next, that is my niece. Um, so she's on the cover. of It was Donnie, my niece. Okay. So, And this is filmed, or this is filmed, haha, <laughs> filmed. This is, um, the photo is taken at Mission Brown. And then my graphic artist put in the background because we are talking about a ghost town. So we wanted it to look kind of like that's what it is. There's a ghost town there, really, you know. So that's that one. Wow. Yeah. Now, I'm looking at the back of this and it says that some of your your passions include singing, dancing, uh, camping, and weight training. Let's talk a little bit about the singing. What's all that about? How long have you been singing? Um, well, I've been singing most of my life. I mean... So 20 years. <laughs> yeah, about that, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Just mostly just for fun. You know, but I'll tell you something, though. Since I did grow up in a um, dysfunctional, um, alcoholic environment, singing saved my life because that's what I would do. I would just go off and sing whenever anything was going on, and I would sing and sing and sing and sing. So how I haven't... Did that, how did that help you? I don't... It was very soothing. I guess yeah. it just took me in a different place, right? Um, I just focused on just being in that moment and just, you know, I, I guess it was just a soothing thing. I just didn't think about, you know, what was going on around. And so I just, yeah, I did that a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How old were when you first started singing? Um, oh, probably about five or six. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And and have you sung in, in in public anywhere? 
Well, yeah, but it's not much. I've done. I've well, sang, well, I'll be the judge. Okay, of that. I sang the national anthem. Well, now you're talking. A couple times, I sang at a friend's wedding, and then I well, sang. Get back, get back to the national. Where'd you sing the national anthem at? Up at Taylor Park. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, during a bingo, they would have the. Uh, that have people sing the national anthem, and I volunteered for one yeah. year, and I ended up doing it for four years. That's a tough song to do, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. Yeah. yeah. But I, I seem to do it okay. Yeah, well, obviously you did. They had you back for <laughs> four years to do that. All right. And you said you sung at a friend's wedding? Yes. Yes, okay. I did. And then quite a few years, years later, I sang um, at her funeral, which was very sad. Well, that's sad. Yeah. And how do you how do you know what to sing at the wedding? She'll tell you, "Hey, I want this song, this song, or this song, song." No, um, a friend of mine and played the guitar, and I sang, and he wrote the song. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. And I just found the tape the other day, and I don't. It's a it's a cassette tape. I don't know how I'm gonna. Uh, I guess I can. I don't have a cassette player, but I'd sure like to listen to it again to see how we sounded because it get was it, a fun get it, thing. Get it over to me. I've got in, in our, my production studio at home. I've got a, a cassette player that I can dump it over oh, to the CD. Oh, that would be great. Yeah, thirty-seven fifty, but I'll do it for you. <laughs> so, thank you. Um, you also sang at her funeral. Yes. Well, that had to be t- tough. This was a friend of yours. Yes, it was. Very again, tough. how do you know what songs to pick for that? I picked "You Got a Friend." Nice. Yeah. Nice. All right. Where else have you sung? Um, well, I've sang at... you seen um, like family gatherings or something? Hey, Linda, build out a song for us. No, I don't do that. No? Uh-uh. No, I do some karaoke, and I've done um, some events, different events. That... What's, your, what's your favorite type of um, music to sing? I would say country. Yeah. I'm country girl. Mm-hmm. Are you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite song? Oh, my gosh. Because you know I'm going to ask you to do it. You're a not. Little, I'm asking you to do a little bit of. You know that's coming. You know, <laughs> you really aren't, are you? <laughs> well, I guess we'll see. It's uh, "Broken Wing" by Martina McBride. That's my favorite song. I would love to hear a little bit of that song right now. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. Give me just a little bit. Give me, give me, give me twenty seconds. Worth. You don't have any music. Well, I'm sorry. I didn't realize this was going to happen. <laughs> oh no! I, but I need to. I need some music to get me in the right tune. Um, I don't even know the even how to start. Um, uh, from the beginning is always a good spot. Oh boy. Um, yeah. All right, I'll tell you what. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a I'll give you a pass on this one. Okay. We're gonna have you back, and the next time you come back, you're gonna. What are you grabbing your phone for? Don't be grabbing your phone. <laughs> can I look up the start the words so I can try it? Go for it. Okay, but well, we still have to. Okay. Thought you were going to come in here and talk about your books for well, we're an supposed, hour, didn't you? We're supposed to be talking we're about. We're talking my... about your books. Don't worry about it. We're getting to them. We're supposed to be talking about my books. Well, I, you know, I told you I needed uh, you know, fifty-five minutes of somebody to fill here. Oh so boy. I'm okay. Just, I'm just looking for a warm body to fill fifty-five minutes, and we're good to go. Okay. All righty. Well, we'll just do that. All right. Okay. But we can talk about my fourth book. All right. You can't find the song. Well, no. All I can talk about it while I can. I can multitask. You know, well, How about I can't. that? Right. You can't? No, not at all. Okay. All right. Yes, you can. Tell me about your fourth book. Okay. My fourth book is probably my favorite book. People ask me about my, um, what is my favorite, okay. and I'd have to say that one. It was um, Charm and Chills because it was, uh, I don't know, I just, it's, the setting is in Shanico, the ghost town Shanico. 
Okay, that's over by Maupin in Central Oregon. Okay. Maupin? Maupin, Oregon. Mm-hmm. It's close by there. Okay. Not that I know where that's at, but okay. Okay, it's it's in Central Oregon. Um, I figured that much. You've told me it twice now. Okay, well, All you right. want me to tell you a third time? <laughs> I can do that. Okay. No, I won't. But anyway, it is... Um, what I like about it is that we go back into time when when the ghost town was thriving okay. and alive. And that's where a lot of the mystery takes place. And it's city girl meets country boy. So she goes, her, um, her mom has an accident. She goes back there to take care of her store and she, and she comes across the, her, the spirit that she's going to be relating to. And I won't tell you where that is because I don't want to, you know, spoil it. And then of course, there's always a guy there that's, with her and they help, you know, find the clues and the mystery. Well, a lot of it takes place in, in the ghost town. So, is this a ghost town uh, abandoned? Yes. Okay. But when we go back, it's not abandoned. We go back when it's alive and thriving. Right. And we meet some re- re- their relatives. And it's just, I love it, and how it all comes to, to be. Like I said, the spirits again, to be able to play with them and have them travel. And st- it's, it's, it's very, the, it's a, it was a that was a fun one to do, and I think that's why. Um, and I'm country too, so I think maybe that's why I'm a little bit more passionate about this one. But this uh, is my favorite. This one looks like it's a little bit thicker than the other ones. Um, it is a little bit thicker. Um, this one, I mean, you just go on and on and on, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the mother was injured in a fall, and Nina. Worked in a corporate office in Portland, and she travels back there. Don't you think that would be a fun, fun time to live back in those days in a ghost town, which is now—I don't mean a ghost town now, but I mean to be in that town when it was thriving. Be a lot different than today, right? Certainly would. No internet. <laughs> no masks. No football. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they had to. They played football. I don't know. Maybe they played basketball or baseball. We don't could. know what they could. They they played some sports. They had yeah. some fun times. So you um, you describe Josh as one smoking hot stubborn cowboy. <laughs> now who is that based on? Anybody uh, we know? No, no, uh-huh. it's not based on anybody we uh-huh. know. <laughs> Who's the guy you're dating now? We'll, we'll take a look. Is he a cowboy? <laughs> no, and I wrote that book way before him. Okay. So yeah, okay. no. Well, and this is uh, this is called. Uh, Charms and Chills? Charm and Chills. Charm uh-huh. and Chills. Okay. And this is book number four. All right. We're going to take a last uh, break. When we get back, I want to talk to you about your current book because that one's uh, an exciting one. And you've got a lot going on with that book. And we want to find out where uh, people can get a hold of this book if they want to as well. So and we'll get to that one too. I'll be holding up signs here now for me. <laughs> Need to take a quick break. When we come back, we have more with Linda Richardson. More in just a moment. Stick around.
on to. All okay. right, here we go. This okay. is 8 minutes, 50 seconds. Phil, this is uh, the fourth segment. Which one are we talking about? Book number five? Red Wine and Black Roses. Got it. Okay. Here we go. We are back with our final few minutes. Today's guest has been Linda Richardson. She's an author. She has uh, six books out right now. We're going to talk about that last one here in just a moment. But first, red, what is it? Red wine? Red wine and black roses. Okay. Yes. Tell me about that. That's book number five. What's that all about? Yes. Okay, Terry. That is about, um, well, it's about, this one is, the setting is in Portland, and it is about a spirit this time. He's in he's in a house. And the thing is, is that what I really like about this book is that I've written out um, the clues. And you have to read these clues to get to the next place. So I'm really not going to tell you where the places are that you're going to go. Like um, the different... Um, but the, it's all historic markers and stuff in... Um, in Portland, and so you read one clue and go to the next clue, and so on and so forth. Are, are these are these legitimate clues? Or something? Are these legitimate? Yes. What I did is I researched these areas and found out some of the history stuff about those areas, okay. and I put it together in kind of a rhyme. So you have to figure it out. Okay. Okay. So that's kind of it's that was kind of different. That was different than my other books. Still, that we got the the spirit and the human connection, and it still goes there, but. Um, Every, everything is, when I have them, the, there's always different um, things that happen, uh, different places that they go. Uh, I keep it. None of them have the same type of, um, the, if they get into trouble or whatever, it's all different. You know? well, you, well, your current book, book number six or seven, I'm sorry, five or six, do they ever have any reference to... The characters in book number one and two. Well, yeah, they we carry Serene all the way through. All the way through. All okay. the way through. Yeah, she's right. she somehow is a friend or a friend of a friend, right? And the the one on this on um, the cover is my granddaughter Jordan in such. So she oh, nice. yes. Um, so proud she's grandma. Proud grandma. Nothing yes, she that. is. And then I got a great grandchild too. So she just had a little boy a while back. So well, you're not that about old. Don't much. be starting to <laughs> tell me these kind of stories. All right. Let's get on to book. We only have about uh, six and a half minutes left here. So let's get on to uh, the current book, which is called... Bab. Back Roads and Dangerous Curves. Why did you have to think about it? Did you already forget about it? <laughs> Lousy book and you don't even want to talk about it now? I asked you that. You had, you had to think for a minute what it was called. Yeah, I did. Right. I just so Back many of them. Back Roads and Dangerous Curves. And Dangerous Curves. And this is... This is um, that sounds like a fun book. This is a fun book because the spirit is in a side of, inside a 55 T-Bird. Blue T-Bird convertible and let me tell you she has got some um plans of her own when you when you get inside <laughs> her she she has her own destination and and smitten by this car um caitlin becomes uh the owner of the car and she and that little spirit clash let me tell you yeah. but i think it's because the spirit feels that she can be can be herself and be more connected and uh, there's a mystery and clues behind this, too. And this one goes to Silver Creek Falls. So you're going to find some... Our backyard here. Yes. And you're going to yeah. find some history on that, too. So I just touch on some of that. The his... uh, There's a little bit of history in all the books, but my Histories and Mystery series, the last three books that I've, including this one, have um, a little bit more of the Oregon history. Not too yeah. much. 
um, just enough to just kind of, oh, okay, you go back, there's like, oh, you know, it's like the, the falls, you know, there's like 26 miles of falls that wrap around, and when did the falls get created, and, and just, there's just, there's just so much that, I don't know, I think it's interesting, all of the different, uh, the history of Oregon, so I thought I would just add a little bit to that, so when you're reading the book, and you, you, and you're familiar with this area, then you will, um, you will know, oh yeah, I've been there, yeah, so, now, how do people get a hold of these books? If they want to, are, are you in bookstores? Are you online? How do they get a hold of the book? Um, I am getting to get into bookstores. Um, I am on Borders, um, online. I am on Amazon, but I have a website, which is lindakrichardson.com, and you can order Stayed my up all books. I think of that address, didn't you? <laughs> Well, you might as well continue. It might as well be easy and something weird, something thrown out so that nobody wouldn't be able to connect you with the books. So anyway, yeah, so it um, will give you all of the the, – a little overview of each book. So you'll be able to, you know, see which one interests you. And you can order them there. And um, I will um, sign them and send them to you because they come to me first. So – or you can also go to Amazon, and the Amazon, the first, you can get um, all six books there. Yes. Okay. And Kindle, you can get them on Kindle, too, so they're right. available on Kindle. What do, what do they run a book? Are they all the same price? They're around $14. Well, now you're talking. Yeah. So we're not talking some, like, hardcover book where they're 28, 30 bucks. Oh, no, 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 no. The first ones were, like, 12-something, and now the the last this one was this 14, yeah. a little bit more. Yeah. Are you doing good with these? Has the sales been yeah. pretty good with them? Yeah. Uh-huh. How are you advertising? Um, well, I am – I do social media. So okay. I do, you know, Facebook, Instagram. I go out and I do book signings. In fact, I have a book signing this coming Friday – um, not this coming Friday, the next Friday, the 27th, for... Um, stop, I, stop. Don't say that. This isn't going to air for three weeks, so don't say it. So let's pick it up again. Oh, okay. Okay, hang on. Okay. So I have a book signing in um, Trout, Troutdale okay, so you do on book November 6th. No, stop. still not stop. stop. Okay. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Okay, let me tell you something. Hang on. Phil, we're going to pick this up again with at the three-minute mark. Yeah, see, this isn't going to air for four weeks yet. So just say you do book signing okay. around around the year, and we'll kind of leave it at that. All right, let me get it back down to three-minute mark here. Now, do you do book signings? Yes, I do. It's and kind of here and there and everywhere? Yeah, and I will have them listed on my, on my webpage. So. Which is located at lindakrichardson.com. See, I do pay attention. Yes, you do, yeah. <laughs> and I also have a Facebook page, too. Okay. That's Linda K. Richardson Author. Okay. Com, Had to throw in the Facebook. author part. Had to yeah, throw in the author part for the Facebook page. Well, yeah. that's good. Yeah. Hey, listen, will you will you come back? I love talking to you. A lot of fun to have in here. And and uh, would you come back and talk some more? When are you going to feature, uh, you know, Saltissimo in a book? When am I going to feature what? Saltissimo. Moi. Uh, a book about you? Never mind now. <laughs> what? Well, I, I, don't you don't you have any, any disc jockey friends that you want to feature in a book? Oh. Oh, wait okay. a minute, you're dating one. Can we talk about him for a minute? Can we bring that one up? Two minutes left to go? Yeah, well, he's not a disc jockey. I mean, he, I know well, he's he done was. that. He yeah, was. he was. He was, yes. Yeah. 
He's he's an actor. He's done some acting. He's done some acting, yes, and and he's thirty two years in sign language. So really, um, yeah. So are you learning sign language? I started to a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I I could learn more. Yeah. He's very fluent in it, but um, and it's really amazing to watch him work. But I. And my hands just don't go flow like that. Yeah, he's, you know? done, he's done some work in Los Angeles, quite a bit of work in Los Angeles. Yes, he has. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can we get him in here to chat? Uh, yeah, I can try and get him in here to chat. Uh, you know, just bat your eyes and say, you know, you really need to go talk to this guy. <laughs> okay, I will. Yeah. Linda, again, it's always a pleasure having you in here, and I wish you the best of luck on your books. You can catch them on Amazon. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. would be the best way. Or you can go onto your website, which is lindakrichardson.com. And uh, you'll come back and join us again? Yes, I would love to. Thank you, Terry. Thank you, Linda. Uh Uh-huh.